Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Monday, August 8th. U.S. stocks closed mixed as the markets appeared cautious ahead of a flood of July inflation data over the course of the next few days. The reports will follow Friday's much stronger-than-expected labor data that seemed to boost expectations that the Fed will remain aggressive while also easing recession concerns. In equity news, NVIDIA slashed its third-quarter revenue and gross margin guidance, while Tyson Foods missed the street's earnings expectations. Palantir Technologies missed earnings expectations and issued guidance that was slightly lower than expected. In M&A news, Pfizer announced an agreement to acquire Global Blood Therapeutics for about $5.4 billion. No major economic reports were released today, but this week will introduce some anticipated data, most notably the inflation reports. The markets reacted to the Senate's Inflation Reduction Act that was passed yesterday and now awaits approval from the House. Treasuries rose to apply some downside pressure on yields and the U.S. dollar declined after last week's rebound. Crude oil prices rose and gold moved to the upside. Asia finished mostly higher following Friday's labor report and some upbeat Chinese economic data over the weekend, while Europe traded higher ahead of this week's plethora of data. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 29 points, or 0.1%, to 32,833. The S&P 500 Index lost 5 points, or 0.1%, to 4,140. And the Nasdaq Composite decreased 13 points, or 0.1%, to 12,644. In moderate volume, 4.2 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5.1 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil increased $1.75 to $90.76 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price rallied $13.60 to $1,804.80 per ounce, while the dollar index fell 0.2% to 106.44. In equity news on Monday, NVIDIA Corporation, ticker symbol NVDA, lowered its second quarter revenue and gross margin guidance, citing weaker-than-forecasted gaming revenue. The semiconductor company said its gaming products saw a reduction in channel partner sales, likely due to macroeconomic headwinds. NVIDIA added that as it expects the macroeconomic conditions affecting sell-through to continue, it took actions with its gaming partners to adjust channel prices and inventory. Shares finished solidly lower. Tyson Foods Incorporated, ticker symbol TSN, reported adjusted fiscal third quarter earnings per share of $1.94, below the $1.97 fact-set estimate as revenues rose 8.1% year-over-year to $13.5 billion, above the street's forecast of $13.3 billion. Sales volumes were lower year-over-year for its pork, chicken, and prepared food segments, but volumes for its beef unit rose. Revenue was stronger than expected as the company was able to raise some prices. Tyson Foods reaffirmed its full-year revenue outlook. Shares traded lower. Palantir Technologies, ticker symbol PLTR, reported adjusted second quarter earnings per share of one cent under the three cent fact set estimate as revenues increased 26% year over year to $473 million, beating estimates of a $465 million reading. The software company, which specializes in big data analytics, noted customer growth of around 80% year-over-year, including a 250% increase in its U.S. commercial customer segment.
However, the company issued guidance that came in slightly below expectations. Shares traded significantly lower. In M&A news, Pfizer Incorporated, ticker symbol PFE, announced an agreement to acquire sickle cell treatment company Global Blood Therapeutics Incorporated, ticker symbol GBT, for $68.50 per share in cash in a transaction with a total enterprise value of about $5.4 billion. Pfizer ticked higher and Global Blood Therapeutics gained ground. The second quarter earnings season will continue to head down the home stretch this week, and of the 435 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 64% have topped revenue forecasts and approximately 75% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to last year, revenue growth is tracking to be up 14.7% and earnings are 8.7% higher. Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses in her article titled The Thrill is Gone, Earnings Season Kicks Off, how during second quarter earnings season, forward-looking guidance and revisions have taken over as drivers of market action, especially with heightened fears of a looming recession. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Monday, Treasuries rose and yields slipped with the economic calendar dormant today before heating up later in the week. The markets continue to grapple with persisting inflation pressures that have prompted last month's Fed monetary policy decision to raise its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points for the second straight meeting, and the markets appear to take comments from Chairman Jerome Powell as less hawkish. However, FedSpeak last week suggested that a Fed pivot is not in the offing and more aggressive rate hikes could continue. The U.S. dollar declined after last week's rebound and remains off of 20-year highs it hit in July. Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist Kathy Jones discusses in her latest article titled The Strong Dollar, Can It Continue? How a trifecta of factors support the dollar, including the relatively strong performance of the U.S. economy, tightening monetary policy by the Federal Reserve, and safe haven buying. Kathy notes that these are likely to remain intact into 2023. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones, and check out our latest edition of our Financial Decoder podcast titled When Interest Rate Rises, What Should You Do With Bonds? featuring Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year Treasury note was down one basis point to 3.23%, while the yields on the 10-year note and 30-year bond rate were down eight basis points to 2.76% and 2.99%, respectively. Additional labor data will be introduced in tomorrow's economic calendar with the release of a report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The report will include reads on preliminary non-farm productivity for the second quarter, expected to come in at negative 4.6% on an annualized basis, shrinking slightly compared to the first quarter's negative 7.3% rate, and preliminary unit labor costs forecasted to decline to a 9.5% gain from last month's 12.6% increase. We will also get the release of data on July's NFIB Small Business Optimism Index, predicted to remain at June's level of 89.5. In international news on Monday, European equities finished higher as the markets continued to grapple with the economic and monetary policy implications of Friday's much stronger-than-expected U.S. July non-farm payroll report. 
The data seemed to foster concerns about more aggressive monetary policies while also easing concerns about a recession. The markets braced for another heavy week of earnings reports on both sides of the pond, headlined by the inflation data out of the U.S. Inflation has driven aggressive global tightening of monetary policies, but Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop CFA notes in his article titled Shortages Have Led to Gluts how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeffrey Kleintop. Some favorable trade data out of China over the weekend may have also contributed to the positive tone that was set today. In economic news in the region, Eurozone investor confidence, reported by Centix, improved unexpectedly but remained severely negative for August. The euro and British pound both nudged higher versus the U.S. dollar, and bond yields in the eurozone were mixed as rates mostly declined, but Italian and Greek yields rose. Bond yields in the U.K. traded lower. The U.K. FTSE 100 index and Italy's FTSE MIB index were up 0.6%. Germany's DAX index increased 0.8% along with France's CAC 40 index. Spain's IBEX 35 index rose 1.3%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 0.4% higher. Stocks in Asia finished mostly to the upside to kick off a new week, with the markets digesting Friday's much stronger-than-expected non-farm payroll report, while also focusing on heightened geopolitical tensions between the U.S. and China over Taiwan. Some Chinese data over the weekend garnered some attention, with the country's July export growth increasing more than expected, while imports rose at a more muted pace. The data may have eased economic concerns that have ramped up, exacerbated by China's COVID-induced lockdowns. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled, China's Yo-Yo Economy, that although an economic rebound in China is underway according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. Monetary policies also continue to be in focus, as central banks out of the US, UK, Australia and India have all recently announced aggressive monetary policy tightening to try to fight persisting inflation pressures, but Japan and China have held off on moving down the tightening path. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.3%, with the yen holding on to Friday's weakness that came as the U.S. dollar rallied on the strong jobs report. The yen remains near multi-decade lows versus the U.S. amid a drop that began in March as the Fed and Bank of Japan diverge with their monetary policies. China's Shanghai Composite Index also increased 0.3%, while South Korea's KOSPI Index and Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index both ticked 0.1% higher. India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index moved 0.8% to the upside, but the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index bucked the trend, declining 0.8% amid some weakness in its technology sector. After the Japanese markets closed, SoftBank Group Corporation, ticker symbol SFTBY, reported a $23.4 billion net loss due to the sell-off in tech stocks during the quarter, which hampered its Vision Fund's portfolio holdings. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will come in light, with no major releases coming out of Europe. However, we will get business confidence and consumer confidence reports out of Australia.